Welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast, and today we're talking about Morbius, which is a, another comic book movie from the company that does not know how to make comic book movies, Sony. Brought to you classics as The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and also Venom 2. Venom 2 is, ooh, uh, this movie's worse than that. So, this one is directed by Daniel Espinosa, which he has done Safe House with- Did that Washington and Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, that's not. He also did Child Forty Four, which had Gary Oldman, Numi Rapace, and Tom Hardy. That was a good movie. What was the other movie you just mentioned? Child Forty Four. He also directed Life, which Keith hated. <laughs> uh, we were Ryan Reynolds. Oh man, fuck that movie. The, Shit, yeah. Man. The writers are Matt Sazama, who had done Power Rangers, The Last Witch Hunter, and Oh God! <laughs> hold on! Hold on! He has done Keith's favorite movie of all time, Gods of Egypt. What? <laughs> How's he still oh, have a job? God, how's he still working? And oddly enough, he had done Dracula Untold, which was not that bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Dracula Why is this man bad. still hireable? What's going on here? Uh, Dracula Untold wasn't that bad. Yeah. And he had also written for the Lost in Space TV show, which I just kind of fell off on that one. There's a reason because it had bad writing. <laughs> yeah. And there's also a screenplay by Buck Sharpless, which also he has done the same stuff as Matt oh Sazama. So he's also a writer of God's Egypt. So it stars Jared Leto. He has something, but it just not come out in comic book movies. Matt Smith, who was The Crown, is that him? Yes. Yeah. The Crown, yep, that's him. Yeah. and The uh, first two seasons. Yeah, he was really good. Not so good in this one. He also does a little shimmy in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, dances in this? <laughs> yes, yes. And yes. also, Adria Adrona, the synopsis is, Biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself from a rare blood disease. He inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. So the movie starts off on an archaeological expedition. And it's related to bats. And then it goes to a flashback. Michael Morbius' childhood. So he's in kind of like a hospital slash foster home he meets milo who eventually becomes matt smith's character so milo is also another child with a disease yeah was like his best friend yeah so they have like this little bonding moment milo passes out and then michael warriors fixes the machine that milo was on it's like oh well you're so intelligent so now we're kind of building that he's super intelligent so then there's also the uh, bullying scene that happens. And then it goes to modern day. Michael Borges is at a conference. He's supposed to be receiving like a humanitarian award because he has done like so much work in the medical field that he's helping save lives. He doesn't want to accept the award. So he just kind of bounces. So now he's working in a hospital, taking care of sick kids. He works with the female doctor who is Adria Adjona. There's a company called Regenerous, which is Matt Smith's character, Milo. He has some backing behind that. Regenerous is trying to use human DNA with bat DNA. So Michael Morbius is doing a secret experiment. The one thing I didn't understand, which was Adrian Jonah's character, Martine Bancroft, whatever her name is, she's just allowed this to happen. If you knew somebody was doing some screwed up stuff with medicine, and screw with people's lives. And you're just allowed to have it. Yeah. You're just allowed to have it. It sounds stupid. 
she just allows it to happen. It kind of alludes that maybe he might be using some stuff with the kids at the hospital that he's working on. And then one of the kids gets sick. She goes into a coma. Eventually, he already has the serum already concocted. So he injects himself with the help of Marty Bancroft. He's on like a barge or a ship off the coast of New York. He turns into a vampire. A scene with the adult Milo talking to Michael Morbius about the cure. It just goes to a point where it reverts to him being back to being human. Now he's able to walk because he was walking with crutches, canes, and stuff like that. He has no memory of what happened. Also, formulaic element of the police show up in the form of Tyrese. <laughs> and you know that movie's going to go downhill from that point on, but figure out what happened on the ship. So there was security on the ship. Morbius killed all the security, but left Martine Bancroft, Adria Jonah's character, alive. So they're trying to question her about what happened. The crux of it, the core of it is that Milo also gets a hint about what's going on with the serum and decides to use it on himself. So Jay, who looked like he was positive about this movie, I want to see what happens with that. But Jay, how do you feel about Morbius? I was a little bit positive about this movie. I was. And the reason why is because I heard all the negative reviews. 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yikes. You know me. I don't pay attention to critics because there have been some movies that critics have destroyed. And they weren't that bad. I came into this thinking like, okay, this is probably going to be pretty damn bad. Still bad. Don't get me wrong. It's still fucking bad. But I don't think it's as bad as they made it out to be. It says 17%. I give it 18. I give it 18%. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't interested in the character like that. And maybe that's because I am not that familiar with Morbius. I just know that he's a vampire. He did it to himself. He's an anti hero. Yeah, like, he's a he had, tragic figure. It's just like kind of like one right. of those Greek tragedies. Like you try to do the right thing, the result turns out wrong. Go ahead. Right, right, right. So that's all I really know. When Matt Smith. I guess he took the serum or whatever. Yeah. He became Morbius. And they got to stop with this reoccurring theme of superhero movies that their main villain is basically a doppelganger of them, just evil. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. He was completely worthless in this movie, mainly just because the arc of the movie is just them flying around through the subway in New York, flying in front of the A train. (laughs) Right. Once I saw Matt Smith dancing. That was it for me. Yeah, so there's a point where Matt Smith takes the serum. And then, again, he had a childhood illness. And, like, now Mm -hmm. he's cured. And now he's sexy Matt Smith. And then he starts doing a little shimmy. Doing a little shake. You know what? What you just said. I'm sorry. (laughs) When he started doing a little shimmy and a little shake, the first thing that came to my mind was Suicide Squad. When Enchantress was doing that shit, when she was twerking. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my God, this is fucking bad. And then you said sexy Matt Smith. <laughs> okay, yeah, your ass is cured, but, dude, you still weird looking. They ain't going to cure that shit, motherfucker. Calm the fuck down, sir. Yeah, so he shows up at a bar, starts hitting on some chick, and then I guess the chick's boyfriend's like, hey, like you can't do that. And then he goes, try to eat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I would say there's only two good things about this movie. I don't know a lot about Morbius, but I think that the character could be done well if it was mixed in with Blade somehow. 
Yeah, because I got a vibe for that. Go ahead. Right. It was mixed in with Blaze somehow. And Jared Leto, I feel sorry for Jared Leto, man. He's not a bad actor, but it seems like he just keeps getting pigeonholed in these horrible superhero movies. Like he's trying to find the niche and it's not working for him. And the thing is, he could actually play Morbius because he actually looks like him. He yeah, looks he looked like just him. like Morbius in the comics. The trailers I saw it from the yeah, comics. he looks like Morbius, so it could work. It could work. It's just like the source material or whoever wrote, well, if he wrote Gods of Egypt, this was doomed from the start. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched it again. Yeah. On a day that I'm bored, yes. But would I go out my way to watch it? No. It just seemed like it was all over the place. And you did understand that Morbius really, really wanted to cure his ailment and wanted to help people. You did get that. Like I say, and that's due to the acting of Jared Leto. But I just really didn't care. Like I said, it was bad, but I don't know if it was that bad. It was bad, though. All right, Matt. When James was talking about the dancing that he was thinking of Suicide Squad, I was thinking the same exact thing. I was like, uh-oh, this is... Well, we have to make the movie witty somehow. We have to have lightheartedness, and it did not work in that scene. Go ahead. Normally, when you have a character that people are not familiar with, you should have a script that's amazing. Like, for example, I'll use Guardians of the Galaxy. No one really was following that in the comic book world. A bunch of misfits, but you gotta admit, the script that was written for them, for one and two, was phenomenal that made them a Hollywood success. This is everything opposite of that. So we have a character that no one's really familiar with, at least mainstream-wise anyway, getting put in a live Spider-Verse, which clearly isn't working, with a plot that was similar to Double Dragon. The main enemy is someone that you knew. I'm glad that they got the ratings that it did. I'm glad it got the bad reps it did, because there was nothing redeemable about this movie. I wouldn't even watch it on Fox. If this was streaming, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, so I think my core issue is what James brought up about the villain. One, they're trying to make the villain a sympathetic villain. Inherently weakens the villain. So Matt Smith and Jared Leto's character are just two sides of the same coin. Just one just had a different experience and then that turned them bad. So it just doesn't really help the fact that you want your hero to beat the villains. At the core of the crux of the movie, that's what it should be. And you should feel good about them beating the villain. You really spend about 40-some minutes. It was maybe like 50-some minutes. Morbius kind of turns himself in. He gets captured by the FBI. Tyrese, what more do you want from me? Jumps out of the window. And then kind of has like this motion blur thing that he does that somehow Bat Smith can't do, even though they... Both took the same serum. Even leading up to that point, the movie's only like an hour and a half, and it felt longer than what it should be. Dialogue is bad. I would say it's shot well. Other than that, there was no purpose for this, and I think there was like some talk beforehand, like, oh, they're turning this into a horror movie or something like that. And I didn't get that vibe if that was the case. This is a misfire from Sony. This movie should not have been made. Obviously, it was delayed because of the pandemic. This movie should have just been shelved. You're not going to recoup the money this weekend. I'll tell you that much. And you're not going to recoup the money because, again, the movie was delayed. So there's likely some additional money that was spent remarketing the movie. What was this all for? Spoiler thing Adrian Toomes shows up. 
So they're trying to tie it back into Spider-Man, which don't do that. Yeah, yeah. So what was the point? Oh, hold on, we're swallowing this shit. <laughs> yeah, right? go ahead. This is... Might as well. What was the point of Vulture being in the end credit scene? I mean, so he's now in the Amazing Spider-Man universe. Is that what they're trying to do? Well, I'm confused. I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what focus they have been like looking for post Spider-Man, post this agreement with Disney. But I would just say for Sony, stop making movies with superheroes. Venom is bad. You did the same thing with Venom. You also have this movie. Like they just really need to stop making comic book movies. It's not working out too well for you. It's not. No, working it's out. working out great for him. Like Venom made. Like, Venom one made money. Venom two did not make money. Well, I think he was saying it's working out for them financially. They're making some bank off of it, but exactly. critically, it is not working out well. All right, so you have the gold standard, which is Disney. Warner Brothers is figuring it out. Shazam was okay. Aquaman was okay. The second Suicide Squad movie was okay. First Wonder Woman is okay. So at least they have something to build off of. Mm -hmm. For Sony, the last good movie you had was 2004. That involved superheroes. Well, let's backtrack on this. Like Sony is getting a lot of the credit in terms of the fan base and whatnot. Sony believes that they share the credit for the Spider-Man. So they feel they have the You don't share the credit because it's not your character that you created. Again, it was just because Marvel had a couple of bad years. They licensed the characters off to different studios. And we're talking about bad years as in before the, 2008. Yeah, basically from late 90s on to mm-hmm. Iron Man 1. That they licensed characters out to different studios. Some studios had success like the early Fox X-Men movies. Other people did not have success. I guess if you look at whoever it is, Universal did not have good success with some of their characters. And it took Disney by Marvel bringing certain characters back under one umbrella to make one good movie that set off a bunch of other good movies. And Sony was also in on that with the first two Spider-Man movies. And that's it. If you really look at... Talk about the Spider-Man, Tom Holland, the Spider-Man movies. No, I'm talking about the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man oh, movies. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. So okay. just talking about chronologically. Okay. You had the Blade, two X-Men movies, the two Spider-Man movies. Paved uh, the way. The money that they made for those movies allowed for Marvel Comics to spin off Marvel Studios. So you really look at, it's only about six movies. So Blade 1 and 2, X-Men 1 and 2. Spider-Man 1 and 2. And those are probably your only good superhero movies. <laughs> uh, no. No, no. There's a couple more. Which ones? The Hulk. No. And we have The Incredible Hulk. No. Yes. No. Yes, I, I stand by Hulk. Hulk, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's Back talking about... Hulk starring Eric Banner and... Yo, you're Star- off the podcast. <laughs> no, man. You talking about am- Ang Lee's Hulk? Academy Award winning director Ang oh, Lee. Stop. No, Stop. No, I'm going to keep The one with, when the Hulk was flying through the air, and going through the, his hair and shit. Fighting the, the dogs. The Hulk can jump crouching tiger several miles. The Hulk can jump several miles. Okay, I get battle. that. But crouching tiger hidden Hulk, that's what that when was. You are going through the air like that. The wind is going to go through your head. Right. He closed his eyes. Like he was well, in, let's bring this back. Was. Let's bring this oh, back Lord, to Jesus. Morbius. 
you only had a handful of good movies. And then it took Disney, which then they took the wrong direction with Star Wars with this. But it took Disney to really bring comic book movies into the forefront where actors that would never have done an action movie and or a comic book movie now all want to be a part of what this is. And Jared Leto somehow keeps failing at this <laughs> over and over again. Well, the Suicide Squad wasn't his fault. That was David Ayers and Warner Brothers. And David Ayers is a good director at times. He got fucked over by Warner Brothers, so we will never know the true... There's Ayers be... swears by Leto's performance as the Joker in that. He's, he said he got fucked up, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And he keeps saying, release the air cut, and that's that not going to happen. happen. Yeah. yeah, that's not going to happen. Warner Brothers have moved on from anything Zack Snyder related. So, Jay, what score would you give Morbius? I'd give it a three and a half. Sorry, Jared Leto. Like I said, the movie's bad. I don't think it's as bad as the critics claimed it to be, but it's bad. There were parts that were kind of entertaining. When you see the vampiric powers, that was kind of cool. But after a while, they overdid it. Did it a little bit too much. Jared Leto, he's a good actor. This is just not his niche, man. I mean, I was actually hoping this movie would probably be good because I believe that he could be a good Morbius if in the right hands. And it was not in the right hands, unfortunately, for him. I'd give it a three. All right. Matt? I'd give it a one. For a movie that we waited how many years for it to come out? Because this got done filming, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah, I think it was supposed to come out, I know, at least 2021. What is Sony's quality assurance? Amy Pascal. Oh, gosh. I mean, she so was cool. riding high at the Spider-Man, but you didn't really yeah, do she, anything about that. Like you, She thinks she's a shit, though. When Sony releases these movies that there's some oversight by good old Kevin, but maybe this is the one that slipped under his grasp because there's no reason for them to come up with this movie. I know they're trying hard with the Spideyverse live action. I'm sorry, just leave it to the animated series. This this is just horrible. I felt cheated. I felt like I wasted a Sunday because I watched Morbius, and then after I watched Morbius, then I watched Halo. Get the stench off of me. This was just such a horrible movie. Don't watch it. Avoid it. Leto stay out of any video game movies, any kind of movies that follow a script that has previous history behind it. Go to something new like indie films where other folks can appreciate you because this isn't for you. All right. So I'm reading something that says Daniel Espinosa cited Pokemon as an influence of the portrayal of Morbius's powers. I'm sorry. What? Specifically signaling... Uh, the series' use of light and color to portray the title creature's attacks and abilities. I'm giving this a zero. This movie deserves a zero, mainly from the standpoint of this movie should not exist. There's really nothing to be gained from this other than they made another superhero movie. If you are into superhero movies, I guess you can just say, hey, I got another one under my belt. But reading something, the rights to this movie, Go back to May of 2000. Wait, they were going to try and do this when the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies were? Just want to say this. From a standpoint of the effects, the effects look like how Underworld's vampires looked. So if you want to look see how the vampires look, just look at that movie. The other thing is just that what would be my dream movie is an Underworld Blade crossover. <laughs> That'd be great. Batch of vampires and werewolves the whole time. That's mm-hmm. the type of movie I want. I've seen Underworld 2, maybe in the past year. Still a good movie. 
but yeah, it's aged actually very well. I think. Yeah, Rise of the Lichens. He... Nah, I liked it. I liked it. The two other Underworld movies, trash. But again, this movie just shouldn't exist, and just stay away from anything comic book related. Jared Leto, it's not working for you. There's not going to be the big payday in the sky from doing one of these movies. It's not working. So, <laughs> Peace King Podcast. <laughs>